Ahoy hoy, this is Good Darts. The darts are good, the podcast might not be. I offer no guarantees on that. It's brought to you by our friends at Low6, the people behind the PDC Picks app. I'm Dan Dawson. Wayne Mardle is alongside me in his big ivory tower in Essex. And Wayne, how did Spurs get on last night? Did you watch the game? No, I didn't, mate. What happened? Uh, yeah, what? It was, well, loads on? of goals. Loads of goals. Really exciting. No, no, exciting not. Tottenham Hotspur. That's what they call them. Uh, still lost. Never mind. Never mind. Look, yeah, I know. Though. It's only exciting when they win. Uh, no, Otherwise, I'm, sure. not, I'm not interested. Okay, fair I'm, enough. Anyway, I don't support them anymore. At, the... at the moment, I don't support them. <laughs> You're getting back into the BMX <laughs> instead. Just sacking yeah, off yeah, football. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Yeah, um, yeah, at the moment, I've got little interest. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, did you see Callan Rids, I guess, on the podcast last week, showing off his BMX skills on, on social media after our little chat? Yeah, I, I did. And uh, do you Are know you what? That, that kind of... I was impressed because I I just can't I just can't do that kind of or I couldn't do that kind of thing. I, mm. I hated anything that included, uh, if I can put it this way, not not being high up. Anything right, okay. where I wasn't on terra firma yeah. was was kind of frightening. Okay, it was kind of frightening for me. Well, look, we'll be talking Q School because we've got the parallel dream factories in Needenhausen and Milton Keynes. They're underway as we speak. Uh, we all talk, hang on, what day is it? I know we're in lockdown, but I should really know. Thursday, right. So it's Thursday afternoon. It's Thursday. So the European second stage of European Q School is underway. The second yeah. stage of UK Q School is about to get underway. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, but one of the things I want to talk about this podcast, we haven't had any actual darts to focus on apart from Q School, and as I say, we'll do that later. It's something that, for the last couple of years, I've considered to be the biggest threat to the game. And I want to do like a dedicated podcast speaking to all the interested parties, you know, the PDC, Barry Hearn, and, and various gambling companies. And it's about sponsorship in sport, and specifically in darts, because that's what affects all of us. We work in darts, or we're fans of darts, yep. or some of us might be darts players. Now, Wayne, as I say, I think this has been the biggest threat to the game brewing for the last couple of years. And you can see this debate playing itself out in, in the media, in the newspapers, all over the place right now. Um. Where do you stand on it? Because it, it's it's a worry, isn't it, for for the sport that we love and and indeed work in? Look, it's massive, and what people are listening are, it's not about uh, having a, a dig at anyone that gambles or trying to uh, those that have had problems saying that uh, we don't care. It's not about that. It, it's about uh, the amount of money that that the sports companies that the sports gambling uh, industry puts back into the sport. Uh, they sponsor nine every single uh, event and it's huge. If this, if it, it's going to happen, it's going to happen where they they will not be able to sponsor a darts event. And then the sports in trouble, the sport mm. will be in real trouble. And I'm concerned. I'm, I'm concerned on a, on a personal level as well. Look, and we do, we do the the this the the low six podcast. They're mm -hmm. they're they're a gambling uh, they're a gambling site, and they may be told even though they 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 go down a different route. Uh, it's kind of uh, pool betting, if you will. It's not it's not against uh, a, a bookie where they they give you odds, but it's it's worrying because throughout my my personal career, I've, I've been sponsored by. Or, or been involved and been an ambassador of, of Betfair. I was sponsored by Stan James at one point, Bet Direct. Now, this, this is just me. Mm. Uh, loads of people, and, and look, you're, you're heavily involved in the game, and, and you know, you, you see it uh, all the time, where players, sponsors... It, unfortunately, we are a sport that revolves around gambling companies and mm -hmm. it's the the pdc and everyone else and i'm on about the players i'm on about the spot the managers i'm on about everyone needs to put lifeboats in the water for when this happens because it when it goes uh wrong which it will it's going to go drastically wrong we we need to be ready for it 
Yeah, well, uh, the elephant in the room, of course, this is brought to you by Low Six and the PDC picks out. Yes. Now, it's not, a, as Wayne says, it's not a, a betting firm. It's not a, a bookmaker as such. And uh, I actually really like the association we have with them because they Me are a, 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 a game. It's a gaming thing, basically. Most of their tournaments are free to play and it is a it reduces harms. It's not the harmful gambling, which is what this whole debate is about. It's about trying to reduce harmful gambling. If you go and have a look, uh, one of the bookmakers who do sponsor a lot of PDC tournaments recently uh, published their books talking about how much profit they make from harmful or high-risk gamblers. And I think yeah. that's a step in the right direction where we're talking about these things. Now, we are, as a sport, reliant on sponsors from the gambling industry. And every single TV tournament at the moment that has a sponsor is sponsored by a bookmakers. Now... The PDC have been very, very uh, wise over recent years. They've put money away. They've saved money. And I think that it was probably with a view to finding themselves in this situation because this hasn't just come out of a clear blue sky. Um, but obviously a, a global pandemic has hit them in that way. Where do we go from here? Because we've always, as, as I say we, as a as sport, Wayne, it's always been yeah. gambling. Now, really back in the day... The uh, Lakeside World Championship was sponsored by Embassy. And, of course, uh, we saw that yep. cigarette sponsorship was cut back. And people will say, well, look, it, support survived cigarette money not being allowed through advertising. Uh, do you think that this is a serious problem? Because gambling came in and riding on a, a big white horse to save various sports over recent years now that there's no yeah. uh, cigarette money. where's Where are these other heroes going to come from to save not just darts but snooker horse racing will be a factor as well there'll be there'll be various other ones that are yeah. very reliant on this industry yeah I, I i don't know dan i i seriously don't know i remember when uh sap were, were involved with rob cross and I, mm. I got to know i got to know sap really well i was kind of working for them uh so to speak with with rob and doing a, a lot of the shows and i, I got to know them and I wasn't I wasn't tapping them up or anything, but I I was I was going along the the lines uh, of look I would personally love you to be heavily involved in our sport, and I re I, I thought that they they were going to be something within the world of darts, and I thought getting SAP just that branding into mm. into say a world championships or a match play or or a Grand Prix the Premier League whatever it may be. People would watch around the world thinking, wow, they have got one of the world's largest conglomerates on board. What a sport this may be. And I'm not knocking uh, a Stan James, a Betfair and a Betfred and all this, but it's it's all samey-samey. And we need we need these big conglomerates. And where they're coming from, Dan, I've got I've got absolutely no idea. Because once it goes south with when I say us, and, and we do keep saying us or, or our sport, uh, darts, I think we could be left behind. I think other sports are seen as bigger than darts, so therefore, uh, just call it car companies, BMW, uh, call it, I don't know, uh, Mercedes, Rolex, even. Mm -hmm. all you these, see them all advertising these, at the golf, don't you? They're all linked to things like yeah, golf and tennis, say, things like that. Dan, I think they, I think they go to bigger sports. I, I really do, and we'll be left to pick up the pieces. And maybe, maybe we'll have to. When I say we, I'm on about the the, the sport of darts again. We'll take a backward step. First off, uh, mm -hmm. maybe I don't know. Maybe electronics companies come in, uh, like LG and Samsung. I don't know. I'm just pulling names out of out of the hat here. I, exactly. I'm, I'm really concerned. I'm really yeah. worried. Well, look, this is something that I want to do a special podcast. It'd be very different from the normal one where Wayne and I just bicker for most of it. But we will try and speak to the people who know to talk about what the, the lay of the land is, what the situation is. Because, as you say, it would be great if loads of blue chip companies like SAP. I know that uh, Red Bull were originally in talks with Rob Cross's management at the yeah. time to see about that. You know, things like that. Big, big companies who yeah. can and get their yeah. name. If you had the, the Red Bull world championship then yeah. that's that's fine you know that's that's fine but if it's a lot of money i don't know how much money that it takes to sponsor a, a darts tournament or particularly the world championship i would imagine we're talking yeah, millions um i mean you know, it's millions in 
in excess of a million pounds prize money, I would imagine you're putting up that yep. at least, but I don't at know. Least. has to be. So, yeah, so let's go and speak to Matt Porter and Barry Hearn. Hopefully, we'll have to wait and see. I realise it's a politically sensitive issue. It's probably a commercially sensitive issue as well. So whether they'll want to go and, and talk about it openly, I do not know. But we will try and get some answers for you because I think that it is probably the most important issue in the game at the moment, or certainly over the coming months, I realise that there's a pandemic on and the PDC are moving heaven and earth to, to get tournaments on, but this could be even bigger because a lot of the yeah, talk at the moment is about football and, you know, we don't want betting companies sponsoring football shirts and there are loads you can see in the Premier League. Football will be fine because as soon as they're not allowed to put betting shirts on there, things like Chevrolet or whatever charge in because they want yeah. to be associated with one of the biggest shows on earth. Yes. And that just means there's yeah. even fewer sponsors for the likes of darts yeah. and snooker or whatever to go and pick up and try and pick up that money. So, look, I think it's a very interesting topic. I think it's a slightly concerning one, and it has been concerning for a while, but it is getting ever more pressing. And I hope here at the Good Darts Podcast uh, we can try and shine a light on it for you over the next few weeks. So we'll see if we can do that uh, and do it in a fair and even-handed way because I'm not here to get on a soapbox and say, this is wrong, it shouldn't be allowed. I believe that things probably do need to change in the gambling industry to reduce harms. But I also think that there are other considerations at play, not least the sport that, if you're listening to this, hopefully you love. And also, if you do love this sport, you'll love some of the characters in it. And we've got an interview today with one of... I'll, I'll say it now, he's not even on the tour because he's handed this tour card back. One of my favourite darts players, I'm allowed to say that, I'm not allowed to show uh, favouritism normally, um, <laughs> apart from beaten, obviously. Um, yeah, of but, course, of course. Yeah, but Kyle Anderson, the original, he's handing back his tour card. Um, I had a chat with him, he's back home in Queensland in Australia. Uh, we won't be seeing him on the PDC tour probably anymore but don't rule out some little glimpses of seeing a man who's made major semi-finals won PDC ranking titles won PDC stage titles and hit big stage nine darters it is the original Kyle Anderson these are the questions that you should be asking right Kyle I'll start off saying something I've said far too many times in my life don't leave me why are you leaving I can be anything you want me to be please just don't leave me here all alone (laughs) No, Danny, I wanted to come back, mate, but unfortunately for, or fortunately for myself, but unfortunately for others, um, Father Time pretty much came to the forefront and not wasn't in the background anymore, so I couldn't leave when it, when it got to this point. Well, look, explain it to us, because I was seeing you posting on social media, you got new darts and everything was going well, and I was thinking, oh, right, he he's, looks like he's raring to go, we'll see him back on the PDC tour, because I wasn't even sure if you were going to still be in with a chance, I didn't know where you'd be in the rankings or anything like that, and then I had a look, I was, no, he's still got, still got an opportunity here, but just explain your decision-making process, because obviously you've got a lot of fans who will be disappointed not to see you. Yeah, no, it, it started off as... um. You know, it stems back to last year when I came home. Um, it was just a, it was just supposed to be home for a couple of months while COVID died down. Um, unfortunate, I got it. Um, then things stemmed on from after getting it. Um, more health problems. Then um, wife got pregnant, and then bang, that was my choice. I was throwing darts up in tournaments around Alice Springs and Tennant Creek. Um, still, still having the the um the throw around and, and enjoyed it and then there was a break over christmas and i was like well let's see how we go i was practicing the same everything was going fine i changed my setup which was going fine got to a tournament the weekend and just found out my instinct wasn't there anymore well you mentioned your family there that's kind of why you did all this in the first place isn't it it was always a plan to go and be a pdc pro make your money and then go back to australia with the family it was it, uh, from the start, Danny. It wasn't really a plan. It was just a, a series of unfortunate events that happened, which turned into unfortunate for me. Um, the nine data happened. The tour card just happened. I got, I got, um, I got told that my flight was paid to go to Q school. There wasn't no plan behind it. It was just go see how good you are, and, and uh, ended up getting the tour card. Then I came home, and then it turned out to be now you're gonna move. So it was, it was life changing in itself. After that. The, the nine dart money that I got from the world was spent on bills because I had no ambition to move back to England. 
Do you believe in fate, Kyle? Because, I mean, you have had some extraordinary things happen. The the most extraordinary is probably where you were staying at your grandparents. It was your grandparents, was it? Was it your parents? Where the house basically burnt down and the only thing no, surviving was, was your was, passport. Yeah, that was mum's. That was our mum's, yeah. That was your mum's. Um, there we go. It was, that was, yeah, that was, that was, that was funny, that was, because... It was only a couple of months before that, as I told you before in an interview, it, it was my grandfather passed away whilst we were playing at the Sydney Masters. And we came home and then it was something like three months after that, the house fire happened and it's just what it turned out to be, I don't know, just something unexplainable that happened. Yeah, because the only thing that was, was pretty much left in this little box was your passport and that's what you needed to get back playing darts in the UK, wasn't it? I mean, it was an extraordinary coincidence or freak that, that that it played out like that I didn't even know what to call it you could call it a coincidence a, a freak happening a, a, a right place right time but it, it, it astounded me because everything else in the house was burnt to charcoal and, and that drawer in itself was just my passport nothing else well let's go way back Kyle what got you into darts in the first place? Because you have, you know, you've gone down in history, the first indigenous Australian dart player to win a title in the PDC. You've achieved quite a lot in the game, you know, nine darts at Ali Pali, etc. But what got you into the sport? What got you in a position where you were putting down these footsteps for other people to follow? Um, to start off, to get in... in to get into the game itself, you know, mum played and brother played as well and dad played. And then Bo made the uh, West Australian youth squad. And I saw Bo give him a plane and I, I cried for him and said, I want to go with him. I would have been about seven or eight, maybe nine at the time. And uh, I just wanted to follow in his footsteps. And then when he came back, we went to uh, the Italian club in Midland in Perth. And that night, there were they were short a player in the lower grades and I was sitting there playing a Game Boy and I remember what it was it was Tetris back in the day there wasn't no colour it was just the old big brick that we were playing and um, then the batteries went flat and the bloke comes over and goes do you want to play a game of darts tonight and I said no and then dad told me to get off my ass and go play and, and that was it <laughs> that was it I won I won my singles game and it was it was a that was a ball rolling so do you think you had a natural talent to it or did it take a lot of time and a lot of work to to get to the standard where you were one of the best in the country? Um, it took a lot of time behind um, during my high school years. I think once I turned... I, I knew how... I, I was brought into the game with Dad playing and Bo playing so I pretty much knew there was competition in the household itself. I didn't have to go far for a competition match and, and, and a good hit out. Um, well, Bo was, Bo was the Australian number one junior at the time, so I had the best player in the youth system living next door to me in, in the next room. And ironically enough, in Australia, our house is all one flat, and um, <clears throat> the dartboard was in the kitchen, so me being a big boy all the time, the dartboard was just walk past, and when you walk past, you can't help but grab a dart and throw, so it turned into like a, a half an hour throw, and then Bo would come home from school, and then it would turn into another half hour with Bo. And then after Bo finished, ironically, Dad worked at the high school as well. So it would just turn like an hour and a half, two hour hit out with all three of us. <laughs> and that was, I didn't see it as practice. I didn't see it as um, a chore. I just saw it as spending time with my brother, my father and my brother. You got pretty good pretty quickly. I mean, we've had Damon on the podcast and he's talked about how you know, when you were at school together, Damon you know, was playing a bit, but Kyle was always the bloke who was off playing you know, real top quality stuff playing for the state or whatever like that. And, you know, you were going off to, to big tournaments around the place. There's the fabulous picture of you and Diogo uh, as a young man with the dreads. Uh, is that the, the most exciting hairstyle we've seen from Kyle Anderson over the years? Uh, I had that for a while. It wasn't dreads. I'll, I'll put you straight on that one. It looks like dreadlocks, but it was actually American... Uh, cornrows, cornrows, nice. Time had a ponytail. We had a girl, <clears throat> excuse me, who came back from America, an Aboriginal girl that was living in America, and came back and she lived in our in our neighbourhood. And I found out she could do the uh, the African American hair braids. So I thought, you know what, my hair's long enough. Let's go with extensions as well. 
and I've got a, the full from ear to ear brain. Extensions yeah. as I well. I did not know this, Kyle. Yeah, my my mum had had things with wigs, and she goes out and bought some extensions, and she goes, Kyle, try this because I, I used to have the um the undercut haircut, but I hadn't cut it for about six months, so it was just growing out wings on the side. Mum said, "You're doing something with that," and that's how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Can you not bring that back? Come on, Kyle. Like if 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 you qualify for like the no, world championships, like bring it back, my man. No, nah, no, nah, I've, I've got the Hulk Hogan haircut now. Is that it? <laughs> it just goes around the outside, not the mouth. I've got a question. It's not. It's, do you think it's not a nice question to ask? But do you think that you've missed one of the most expensive darts in history? Um. European semi-final, double five, double ten. Yeah. 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 To beat MVG yeah. in a semi-final, yeah. game you'd already hit nine data in, that would have made the final, probably would have got you in the Premier League. I mean, by my reckoning, what, 25 grand extra for making the final, potentially another 50 on top of that for winning it, and then guaranteed tens of thousands for the Premier League. I mean, it's it's a big... Do you think that's a sliding doors moment for your career? Um, I don't think that was a sliding doors moment. I think the... Um... The visa situation was a sliding doors in the moment of my career. Mm. Well, explain that explain was, that what went on there. Well, we came back from the World Series, um, all fine coming through. Uh, got let through Birmingham Airport, went out to a European event. I, I believe it might have been Sindelfingen or Hildesheim, and I came back the following Thursday, and um, and the lady at the front desk goes, "No, you can't come in now." I was like, well, what's gone off? She goes, you've been coming in and out, in and out, in and out all this time. You can't come in today. I'm not allowing you to come in. They kept me in, um, not detention, but they kept me in the uh, in the, the tiered off section of the airport for about eight hours. And that ended up costing you Players' Championship Finals, World Championship. I mean, that is, that is a huge, huge chunk of, of opportunity. And at a time where... You were, were you playing your Danny, best I was, then? I was top, tw- I was, mate, I was top 21. I was about to break into the top 20. That would have opened up uh, a lot of doors for me in that way because I missed out on money, on a lot of money. And I, I, the, the form that I was in, Dan, I'm, I'm back then, I was looking at at least third round. And that was, we're looking at, you're looking at about 30, 40. It's a world, so it's a lot of money. Mm. I would have lost out on about 40 grand, 40, 50 grand, I believe, I believe in myself, the form I was in, yeah. Well, when you were, at that time, you know, you'd won on the Pro Tour, you had won your World Series event by then, I think, or did that come later? But it was around that time, anyway, where you were constantly yeah. there or thereabouts. You were threatening to pick up a title before you eventually did, and then you were playing some fantastic stuff. You say, oh, no, I, was, I was about to break into the top 20 in the rankings. The rankings is one thing, but do you think you're one of the best... 16, best 10 players on the planet for for a while there? Before my health issues, I do mm. believe, yeah. I would have been there. I would have been there. But before my eyes started playing up, Dan, I was I was throwing them averages. I was throwing consistently, you know, hundreds. There was about four or five Europeans where first round I was throwing the 100. And it was easy. At the time, it was easy. So sitting here now, Kyle, you've got loads of amazing things to look forward to. You know, you're back with your family. You don't have all that. that we all know how tough it's been for you being away from them for so long, but you've got a new kid on the way right now. This is all amazing stuff. I mean, what are you doing for, for work now? Are you are you back working and playing darts as a, a sort of fun thing on the Australian tour? Um, the darts on the Australian tour is a fun thing. Um, I've come home. My wife has got a good job, and she said to me, now that you've been away for the, the six, the six-odd, seven years that you were gone, you can now stay at home and catch up on time and play dad. Great. So what Great. I'm doing now, I'm doing I'm doing the house cleaning, I'm doing the, the chores, I'm doing the, the school run in the morning, making breakfasts, making lunches, making sure your clothes are done. You know, I'm, I'm happy with that. Health-wise, health Danny, uh, in September, I haven't told much people, the reason for pulling out of the World Series was because I was, I was diagnosed with kidney disease, Danny, or failure, stage four. Can you explain what that what that means? So, <clears throat> um, to some people, I'm a diabetic because everybody knows. After getting COVID, they say that the uh, the um, 
people with chronic illness will get hit harder by it. I didn't think that was right. And then all of a sudden, four or five months after, I woke up one night and my legs were swelled up. So I went to have a, I jumped on the scales, checked my weight. I was, when I left England, I was about 100, 108 to 115 fluctuate on day. Um, this day when I woke up and weighed myself, I was 136 kilos. So in a matter of a year, and I, I hadn't eaten much, I hadn't, I hadn't drank a lot. There was about a 20 kilo gain in that sense. Um, I was, we were out for dinner one night, got a phone call from my doctor, Charles had the phone, he um, ignored it. I tried to call back, there was no answer. The next morning we got a phone call and said, I best rush myself to hospital. I ended up spending five days in hospital, um, got myself down to 116 kilo. It was all fluid retention. Then so what's was, the, the outlook for you now then with, with the, your kidneys as they are? Oh, well, I've, I've tried to get to get it back down. I've got it back down in the last, since September. I've lost 13 kilos. So roughly that's about two stone, I think. I think it's six kilo to a stone. So I've done down two stone. And um, I'm feeling better. My legs have gone back to the uh, top six that they were when I was in England. Um, I've, I've gone on a, uh, a vegetarian ride for the last five and a half weeks. Uh, there's no point in stopping that soon. I'm enjoying that. There's no meat in my diet since the start of the year. Um, but it's just still just getting used to um, a lot of health problems that have kicked in since that day, Dan, that I'm, I'm still trying to get over. Well, I mean, a good friend of mine who, coincidentally, he moved out to Perth. Uh, I was best man at his wedding. He he had similar kidney problems, and he's had to go on a health kick, and he's he's found that he's actually reversed the whole thing, and these kidneys have started working better. So I know that they are, presumably there is light at the end of the tunnel if you carry on working in this way. So this is, to be honest, when you said kidney stage, kidney failure stage four, I panicked a little bit there, Kyle. But uh, things could be okay, is that right? Well, that's it. She, the doctor said to me when we were at the hospital, he goes, look, you're on stage four, stage five is dialysis, but you know what, you're not that far. Right. that far into it you can you can you can bring it back you're a young you're a young fella you can you can sort it out the doctor okay. said. so I, straight away we we looked at everything you know tara's been magnificent in in cooking cooking stuff up you know she loves cooking and and we've even gotten charles on the vegetarian kick as well you know we do handle some meat for him and and tara being pregnant she needs her iron but we do handle some when we go out for dinner but it, it's it's become become second nature for myself or haven't haven't missed meat at all well look that's amazing news that you've found this new way of of keeping healthy i know you've kind of been forced into it but that's really good Uh, does that mean that we might get to see kyle anderson back playing at world series events at world championships we still get to see the original as a pdc dart player every now and again (laughs) um you know what the the world series and and the worlds they are still I mean, Tara's given me the go-ahead to actually still try to qualify for them, which is brilliant. Um, are they going to be a priority? I don't know anymore, Dan. Um, I've, I've come home. I've, I'll just be straightforward. Dad, dad life has said hello, and it's got, got not going nowhere. That's that's me. I've always told you, end of twenty twenty one season, I was coming home, and um, now that I've been home for the year, it, it's I can't see myself leaving again, Dan. Hey, you did this all for your family in the first place. And look, if they let you come and play with us every now and again, I'll send them a Christmas card. How's that? <laughs> send me a Notch County shirt. <laughs> well, yeah. For you, Kyle, anything. My man, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for speaking <laughs> to us. And thank you so much for everything you've given us over the last few years in Dart. No worries, Jenny. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Kyle Anderson there, an absolute privilege to talk to us. Wayne, I, th- I think that the first thing we have to address is his health issues and the whole kidney. Look, I, I was very worried when he said that. Um, it's mm. not all doom and gloom. There, There is, you know, he's, he's working hard to 
get back fit and healthy, and I'm hoping that that's that's fine in the medium to long term. So, look, I, I wish him and his family all the best, but what a player. What a player he's been. What an, what an addition to the PDC circuit Kyle Anderson has been over the last seven years. Yeah, I, look, first off, yeah, I, I was really worried when I had the, 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 the kidney problem thing. I, hopefully... It, he can it can repair itself to a functional state, and he, he doesn't sort of decline anymore. But yeah, as a player, when I remember kind of first seeing him, it would have been I don't know, probably six seven years ago now, maybe 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 more. Mm. Uh, I always thought, do you know what, you've got something, you've definitely got something. But his very very top game, it 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 could beat anyone, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. When he was slightly off, when he was slightly off, okay, he kind of went went into the pack. But we know what a, a great player he is. I think what did he get? Uh, Seventy four nine darters in about four years. It was just, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that many. But it seemed that he was hitting them all the time. And I always felt with with Kyle that, and we know he, he won the the Auckland Masters, uh, which was kind of his highlight. It. it it could have been a second highlight if if it had just kind of crept over the line in the uh, in the European Championship semi final. But mm. uh, do you know what? A, a, a real nice, genuine guy as well. Always tried to have that that little bit of fun. But yeah, I'm 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 just really worried about the, the, his health. I, I hope he's all right because he's got another little bubber on the way as well, and uh, he's he's trying to look after himself better. And hopefully, hopefully, I know it's unlikely he ever comes back, but who's to say in, in five, six, seven years, he's, how old is he now, Danny? It can only be like sort of 33, 34, 35, maybe. I, I'm not you sure. You know what? That's a very uh, good question. Uh, I'm going to find out. I don't think he's that old. No, I'm yeah, going to find out. I don't think he's that old. Kyle Anderson, dot. I might be Bear with me. Do 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 do. I bet you're on ten years old. Thirty-three. He's thirty-three years old. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. See, see, look, he's he's got he's got ten years to. Do you know what? Get well, get fit. Is is. Kids there and be be looking after looking after him. Come on, Dad, I'll take you. I'll <laughs> take you to darts and and all that. And uh, hopefully we do see him again. But yeah, hell of a player, hell of a player. One on tour, uh, like we said, won the Auckland Masters. Uh, to win to win one of those, you you've got to be a bit special. Well, I mean, we talked in that interview there. I, I asked him whether it was that sliding doors moment if he'd beaten MVG and he missed a couple of darts to do so he'd be in a European yeah, Championship did, yeah. final and he probably would have been favourite to win that he certainly would have been in with a very good chance and even just making the final might have put him in the Premier League and and who knows what would have yeah. happened from then on he he said actually that the, the biggest blow to him was probably he was playing really well and he had those visa problems and he missed uh, the Players Championship finals and then the World Championship and then the with the way he was yeah, that was yeah. So, so, I mean, you've got two moments there where you just think, if it had just been slightly different, then yeah. who knows? We might be sat here talking, you know, chaos theory. Anything could have happened. Carl might be number five in the world right now. He might have won more than, you know, the titles. Yeah. He might have won major titles. He might have won a world championship. It's certainly, we know his top level was that good. It's about making the most of, of that spell when you're yeah. playing you've talked about it before when you're playing well you've got to win things and he did win a couple of things but he, he wasn't yes. far off winning a load more and who knows what that could have done he, he could still be playing top level darts now he might not be might not have had his health problems as much it might have things might yeah. have just turned out so so differently it's so difficult to yeah. know isn't it but there is there is it no is. denying that he had the the capability to make an impact on this game and he did but it, it might have been even bigger if he just had a little bit of luck yeah, I agree, and he did make an impact of, of that. There's yeah. no doubt. And uh, the, the World Cup, whenever that come around, you always kind oh, of yeah. looking at him, and you're thinking, right, who's who's he going to be with this time? Uh, and always had a chance. But his his game was solid. His game was solid, but it was his A game. It was his A game that I, we know. We know. There's only certain players that win with B games, uh, mm. and there's there's not many of them. So. You look at A games and see how good they really are. And Kyle had a, a, that level. He had that level that could win. I, I would love to see him back. 
Call it, call it 10 years when he's the ripe old age of 43. <laughs> See, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what would would be good? I, I mean, I do really like this idea where by Kyle just, you know, he, he stays at home. He plays um, some of the, the Australian tour, um, probably you know, maybe qualifies for some World Series stuff. He, he could qualify for the World Championship. We could see him like turning up semi-regularly, uh, as we have seen yeah. some of the other Australian players. And if he can keep his hand in and, and be in form then he yeah. could be a real danger and i do i do really like that idea and i think we've seen it with other players you know somebody like sago sago asada um or well, damon hetter damon yeah. hetter really it's only yeah. the last year or so that he's he's come across mm. but somebody who's but somebody who they even just stay in their own territory because you know moving across is not for them for their, for whatever reason they've got family they've got work they've got whatever but you know that if they do turn up via some qualifying route, or if they, you know, appear yeah. on say a Euro tour that they got a, a local qualifier for, then you think, oh, I've got to be wary of this guy because he really could do some damage. I mean, I think it's Sago yeah. or uh, Lawrence Ilargan, you know, players like that. It's unlikely they're going to yeah. come over and do the full PDC tour. I mean, were yeah. there there must have been players like that back in the day. I mean. I, Larry Butler, for example. I mean, he didn't do the whole sort of PDC circuit or anything, but still won the match play, didn't he? Yeah, there were... Back in the day when we used to kind of... Bear in mind, he didn't need tour cards. So yeah. you could you could Ghost in and compete, a, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah you, you could just turn up for an event and you're like, oh, all oh, right, you're here. Yeah, I'm just having a go. Now, these were, these were high-end county players. They weren't professional dart players that were high-end county players and you're thinking so you go to like a british open or a dutch open or wherever and you're like all oh, right oh is is it and all of a sudden you've got these pros thinking hmm this is this is getting a bit spicy now this is <laughs> this is becoming difficult because these players that now they need a tour card that that can that can kind of change the dynamics and everything else obviously because you have to put your eggs in, in kind of one basket. But back in the day of just rolling up, which is what the PDC uh, allowed, and that was fine. That was fine. Mm -hmm. They needed the players. It was fine. It worked then. But you would walk into people and, and you're like, all oh, right. Oh, you lost to, call it, I, I'm just trying to pick someone out. Uh, Scott Coleman uh, from from London. Oh, right, you're playing Scott. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good luck with that. Right, okay. And he wasn't a pro. He just used to turn up nick the money go home and uh, what are you doing tomorrow scott oh yeah i'm doing me doing me cabin tomorrow right mm. great you're not you're not going just saying you're not playing jersey the weekend oh no oh no yeah. well, bother doing that? Grand <laughs> yeah turns up for another open uh the lincolnshire open wins a grand drives himself home and goes back to work the following day uh there are these players left right and center unfortunately now it, and when i say unfortunately it's just the way it is uh like you said about uh, probably Sago and, and Ilargan and there's 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 well, loads until more. recently they Jeff don't... Smith as well you know Jeff Smith we know Jeff is a very well, dangerous yeah. player yeah. Um, yeah and you know if it wasn't for sort of the stars aligning and him having an opportunity where he could move over and really give yeah. the PDC a go then you know you only ever see him like if the PDC rolled up rolled up to. North America and had a tournament there in the World Series, or maybe he came through a qualifying play at the World Championship, um, or, or or did the whole sort of WDF BDO thing. But you knew that whenever yeah. he turned up, you got to watch this bloke because he he could be yeah. anybody put in front of it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I, I tell you what, I, I've said this before many many times. I I admire anyone that up sticks, and I don't even care whether it's from. Uh, Whatever country, I couldn't care less. Even if it was France to England, I, I don't care. You're leaving, you're leaving your family, and you're doing all sorts, or, or you're bringing them with you, like kind of Devon and Damon Hetter have done, and, and uh, many more. But to chase your dream, and and let's be honest, it's a job. Mm. It's you're moving across uh, a, a place, a piece of land for for your job, and if you can make a success of it then then well done but it does take a certain human being i i couldn't do it i wouldn't have done it not a you've never left essex have you you've always been around around the southeast haven't you correct yeah correct well, yeah go. i would not yeah i would not uh yeah i, I, I don't want to travel dan who wants to travel 
Because when you're that good, the sport comes to you, Wayne. Uh, or you just got massively bloody lucky. Uh, but it does move us neatly on to uh, a whole load of other people who are chasing their dreams at the moment on Q- in Q School, which is going on right now in Milton Keynes yes. and Germany. For the Devon Peterson fans, Devon Peterson is, is Van Gogh-esque and Taylor-esque. The best. Ultimately the best. I love darts, that's the passion, and I ooze darts. I take a good positive from that. The next step for Devon Peterson is just the sexiest, I ooze darts. They've always wanted Devon Peterson. As Devon Peterson, I was saying to myself, oh, that was good. Okay, Devon, so you look at this as a positive. Think of if Earthlings went to the moon. Devon Peterson, if he's there, God willing, he will be. The moon is definitely, inevitably, the next platform for Devon Peterson. Okay, Q School it is. It's not an actual school, uh, obviously. If it were, uh, there'd be people going, Mr. Fairhurst, Mr. Fa- Kevin Painter's just told me to give me, me di- give me dinner money or he flushed me head down the toilet. It's not like that. It's not. Although I can, I can vividly picture that, actually. Um, yeah, and so could I. <laughs> Miss, Kevin Painter's being mean to me and using rude words again. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I can imagine that. Although I have, I've made a little jingle for it. So when we're talking about Q School, uh, I, I'm hoping you'll be able to hear this, Wayne. If not, I'll have to stick it in post-production. But if you can imagine, right, Yeah. Uh, the most yeah. hackneyed, talentless producer and what jingle they would come up with for something called Q School... Right. If you, you okay. imagine that, right? Go on. This, this I would imagine is probably what you'd think. Yeah, you know what letter that is, Grover? I think so. What letter is this? Q. Q. <laughs> there we go. I mean, that it is does. Superb. It does what it says on the tin. It's got Q. Absolutely. It's got the Grange Hill theme, and it just goes on like that it. forever. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you shouldn't need explaining if it's that simple, should it? Uh, but it is. I get it. Yeah, it's Q School. Do you remember who you picked out uh, last week uh, for who was going to do well? Uh, We've already mentioned one of them. I'm listening to the Grange Hill theme. Yeah, I know. Uh, it takes you back, doesn't it? Yeah, obviously Barney. There was Barney Veenstra. Yep. There was Gavlas. Uh, I mentioned about 25. You d- I mean, you, you went uh, the shotgun approach. But yeah, <laughs> Veenstra, Barney and Gert de Vos were the three you picked out from EU Q School. And all it. of them, all of them have made it through. So that's good. I yeah. went for Nico Kurtz. He's through. Franz Roerch, he's through. Although it didn't look good from his first couple of games, I have to say. Uh, but it kind of got his act together. And we're, I'm waiting for Martin Schindler to join the party. Kevin Painter is through. So he's through. Yeah, um, I'm pleased for him. Please. Yeah, absolutely. And so is Aaron Monk can, as well. I can hear this great Jill theme oh, still. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to let go. Oh, there we go. yeah. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's a good job that. Only, good job Q School only comes around once a year, isn't it? Um, oh, right. that's magnificent. <laughs> um, Alan Norris, Danny Baggish are the other ones you're going for. Uh, they are starting their campaigns today. Uh, we, between yes, us, no, we've yeah. only had one that hasn't actually made it through. Because Scott Mitchell, he's coming through in the, in the last stage of the tournament, as well as Dom Taylor, this young yeah. lad that I'd picked out. Tony Neal, yeah. Tony Neal, the only one of our picks who hadn't made it through, which is disappointing. Yeah. Um, but... It does look, looking at how the system works from my hours of staring at Dark Connect, it seems like this is working in the way that they wanted. It's weeding out a lot of the guys who shouldn't really be there, but it's still a stern test. I mean, Wayne Warren hasn't made it through, yeah. which is, yes, slightly surprising. He's the BDO world champion, or, or was the BDO yeah. world champion, but ultimately, we know two things A, Q School, you need a bit of luck and B, um, Wayne Warren does have the capacity to be brilliant, but he does have the capacity to be quite average at times as well, the old Jim Williams syndrome Yeah, yeah he, he really is uh, all, all or nothing, and he's he's proven that a couple of times in the Grand Slam, hasn't he uh, Wayne Warren, unfortunately mm. uh, at the Grand Slam, he's always uh, under underperformed underachieved but do you know i think it's working all right i do you're gonna get the odd one getting through where you're thinking right okay not quite sure how you manage that but but you did but they will probably come a cropper at the the next stage 
But just looking, just looking today, uh, someone's performing quite well, Dan, uh, who I, I like him personally, and he hasn't mm. been playing well at all the last two. Is that Zoran Lurchbacker? Oh, mm. Lurchy. Yeah, Zoran. He, he's doing well today. He was, yeah. yeah uh, he's, he's already, he's won first game 6 0, second game 6 0, and he's. He's performing well, 100 average first first game, 87. And whilst he's... I'm hoping he continues because I, I think he's got a, a decent level in him for mm. for the duration. Hopefully he can. That'd be nice. Two-time finalist on the Pro Tour, if I remember rightly. At least one final. I think he's made two, yeah. uh, in fact. Um, but Zoran, but still, I remember him for for two things. Zoran, uh, one, <laughs> the incredible game at Ali Pali, uh, where he beat Mervyn King. Or no, Zoran didn't beat Mervyn King. A dodgy light fitting beat Mervyn King, uh, who was battering oh, that, Zoran. I that. And then the light went I was, off. I was yeah, yeah, I was commentating on the game. It was amazing. It was genuinely amazing. Uh, the hyper cane came back and won that from I think two sets down and won it three two. <laughs> Uh, because Mervyn had just decided that because the light bulb had blown, that he was not going to win this game anymore. <laughs> so that was it, just yeah, sort of yeah. down tools. Yeah. And, and Zoran won it. <laughs> the other one was, I mean, my absolute, one of my favourite moments of the World Cup. You can say about the World Cup of darts, oh, it creates drama and everything like that, and it's, it's great watching pairs competition. But the funniest thing, and as we know, oh, funny is hilarious. better than best. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. is when two teammates just fall out and cannot stand each other. And Mensur Sulevich and Zoran were playing for Austria. And it looked a really good team because Zoran was playing some good darts at the time as well. And I think yeah. it was around the time that Mensur would have been sort of Champions League winner, I think. But, yeah. but Zoran just he, but, he kept missing doubles. And Mensur wouldn't even look at it. I mean, he was disgusted. I've never, each other. Yeah, he hated him. Oh my God, I've never seen two players on the same team hate each other more. And that includes back in the day, like when David Batty was punching out his own teammates playing for Newcastle. Like, like absolutely incredible. Yeah, it'd be great to have Zoran back on uh, back on the tour. Rusty Jake, another Austrian who I can see who's, who's winning another games one. today. Oh, but yeah, I remember, uh, sorry, going on about Lurchy again. I remember mm. chatting with uh, Kevin, Kevin Bath, who's a oh, great yeah. lad from from uh, Austria mm. and I was chatting with him about uh, Zoran Lurchbacker and uh, and Mencia. I said I, do you know what Kevin I really fancy them for the for the World Cup I said I think they can do well and he was like no <laughs> what no uh, right just no <laughs> okay <laughs> no, they, they, they don't they don't like each other and Zoran is not very good at the moment I went oh, oh right okay well Apparently, I'd missed the last kind of couple of months of Zoran Lurchbacker's form. Mm. And he was absolutely useless. And <laughs> that, 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 and the fact that Mensur hated him, it did not, no, it did not bode well. Perfect but watching storm. them, I'm with you. I'm with you. It was hilarious. It was absolutely, absolutely hilarious. magnificent. Uh, well, look, terrible, I mean, we, we, we've we've got an option here, Wayne. We can either to make this uh, to make this podcast current and you know useful and a good listen to people. We can sit here for the next five hours and stare at Dark Connect, just sort of mentioning names, going, "Oh, right. one again. Yep. He's playing well." Or yeah, or, we don't do that. We don't or we could just wrap it up and sod off home. Yeah, I don't mind wrapping it up, but can I just mention someone? Yeah. Uh, who, who's, I'm hoping he's still in. I've seen the first game. Yes, mm -hmm. he's still, oh, he held it together. Right, okay, hold on. I'll drop him in in a minute. Right, someone who, who do you know what? Back in 12, 13, whenever it was, I should know this. When Christian Kist won the oh, Worlds, I'm yeah. thinking... Do you know what, mate? You have got something, you. And then he beat Barney, didn't he, in the year that Barney won the uh, won the Grand Slam. Yep. And it, it, all right, Barney then got his, his his revenge in the in the knockout phase. But I remember watching Christian Kiss, thinking, Do you know, you're going to become something, you. You've got you've got you've got whatever it is. Uh, obviously, I haven't got it. Otherwise, I'd, I'd I'd have had it. But he was so unwell, bless him, with with arthritis oh, and yeah. and everything else that he could hardly play. Well, he's back, and he's back winning games at Q School today. Good well, on he has him. just lost Good to Jeffrey him. de Graaf, which is a straight. Can you explain Jeffrey de Graaf to me? Like I, I no. watched Jeffrey de Graaf <laughs> for a number of years on the PDC tour, and I was like, 
Your throw looks so smooth and so beautiful. Oh, you've thrown it out the board. <laughs> I don't no, understand no. him. And he's like a, a major finalist in like the World Trophy or something like that. I know he can play, but he's yeah, just he so erratic. I did not get him at all. And it, it was a really tame ending to his PDC career because he just couldn't win any games. But I was convinced for a couple of years he's going to be, he's going to be really good. And it just didn't happen. I'm, I, he's such a confusing player, Jeffrey de Graff. Uh, but... Yeah, uh, he's, he's, he's got Christian one Kiss. of these throws, Dan. Yeah, he mm. has. And Kiss just had a stinker, to be fair. Average yeah. 73. Right, okay. I, I was hoping it was going to last. Obviously not. I shouldn't have said anything. Hey, look, it's only day one of three on for winning. Christian. So, look, there's there's yeah. still time. There's still time. And look, I'm assuming yeah. if he's there, he's playing without any pain. Um, so that's, that's a triumph yeah. in itself because it was very hard yeah, to watch him. Point. He was in, almost in tears oh, on the Euro awful. Tour once. Yeah, it was, it was really, really tough for him. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I, give us the give us the benefit of your your technical expertise and analysis of Jeffrey de Graaf. Is right, it just right. he's got yeah, one I, of these throws that isn't very good? There we go. There's your there's yeah. your analysis. I, I I remember his throw. I haven't seen him play for ages, but I remember his throw really well. Now, if you bring your arm back, Dan. Right. So mm. bring your arm back. Yep. Right now, bring it. Lift your arm up as if you're gonna throw, but bring it back to to basically your shoulder. So. Oh. The hand all Bring the way to the to shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, all the way to the shoulder. And then and then just kind of move it about four or five inches and then back again, then ready to, to propel. I mean, I, yeah, with right. biceps like mine. That's Wayne's. what he does. <laughs> but, but that's effectively what he does. So he's actually releasing early, mm. as in too early, so often that he cannot propel the dart. So, you know, when you said he'd throw one off the board, mm. he would throw one so high, wouldn't he? That would go yeah. near tops. Then he would throw one halfway between the 60 and the bullseye because it's like, oh, that was too early. So, therefore, I'm going to go too late. What it, I just felt that when his timing was fine, he was fine. But the timing of his, of his action had to be perfect for him to be any good. Too high, too low, too often because his, his action was faulty. Simple. Oh, there you go. And faulty as it is, he's 2-0 up on Ryan DeVrida as we speak, uh, looking a storm towards... And he's averaging 111! <laughs> he is! That's amazing! Oh, amazing! That's amazing! I love that! It I mean, I was, I was thinking, yeah, it's, it's probably this probably isn't the forum, this podcast, for going to in-depth technical analysis for a particular <laughs> player's throw who may not get in the tour. But then just to see him averaging 111 and romping to victory as soon as that concluded, it was worth it it was worth it my friends uh well look there's no pdc picks for q school unfortunately uh we will have it back for things like the uk open uh, you can check out the low six app instead if you're looking to enjoy some small stakes or free bets against other people with genuine cash money up for grabs why not bet against tottenham it's great fun uh i enjoy it uh <laughs> and wayne can wayne can just find some sort of solace uh from the fact that tottenham are actually involved in a game of football however if you do join in you've got to be 18 years of age a resident in the uk terms conditions apply please gamble responsibly uh, if you don't Carl Anderson will come around your house and do cornrows in your hair while you sleep you won't be able to get them out either uh, and if you're a friend has a problem with gambling visit begambleaware.org